Lisa. Yeah. It's the No Getting Podcast. How are you? Oh, oh, it is. Hi. Um, I'm good. How are you? I just, th- I just thought we'd come in with like a really chill. Yeah, I like that intro because because this episode is going to be off the freaking rails. Oh well, we don't want to overdo it in the beginning and exactly. gotta build up. You gotta build people up. Exactly. 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 Hey, have you ever heard of an ear vacuum? My name's Andrew, by the way. Thanks for leading me uh, to that. But, uh, <laughs> um, oh, Andrew. Andrew. Uh, my name is Andrew's heard of a ear vacuum. Lisa. Lisa will explain ear vacuum for those of you that don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's a it's it's a vacuum that vac for your ear <laughs> here that vacuums out all of the wax inside. It sucks it all it's out. It's crazy. It, that sounds terrifying to me, honestly. It totally, it totally like changes your ability to hear, right? Apparently. Like, that's what I've heard. Like people that have gone to audiologists and have it done, they're like, they have to wear like earmuffs because it's like too intense. Oh my gosh. They leave and they're like, oh, I'm like Superman. I can hear through walls. Yeah. So I guess you can always it's, hear through walls, it's but. terrifying to me, but at the same time, I really want to do it. It's one of those things that... Like you're kind of scared to do, but you know it's it's going to be um, for your benefit and and the best thing you ever did. Right. And so last week we were talking about vertigo and getting motion sick and stuff. And I think that the reason this is happening to me is so my right ear fills up with wax mm-hmm. so much faster than my left. Like my left ear, no, I never have to clean it, but my right ear gets full. I mean, that's a, that's probably gross for a lot of people. Sorry, that's TMI. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That is so bizarre, though. Yeah. Why? I don't know. So What's wrong with I'm you? I'm a freak. Okay. <laughs> and it's really annoying. And so I... How do you know, first Because of I can... It, it feels full. And it feels like that side mm. of my ear, I can't hear as well. And that's interesting. Yeah, I don't... I can't say I've, it, I've ever had a feel full, but I've had blockages. You know, have, like, have you ever had that where, like, you can't... But it sounds like you're like everything's muffled yes. out of one ear for a little while. That's that's happened a couple times, and it's like always in my left ear. Oh, okay. So maybe we have a sim- well. I mean, you obviously are fine with motion, so I don't know. But but it mine's pretty rare, and yeah, I, it clears up pretty quick. And I can usually just get it cleared up by kind of like grabbing my earlobe and shaking. I do that bit. too. I have to like I feel like I have to do that all the time with my right ear, and sometimes it helps, and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes when I like clean it out, my you know, my ear, like a normal cleaning, uh, which <laughs> I don't recommend because it's supposedly not safe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're like, never even show a Q-tip to your ear. If that your ear sees a Q-tip, your eardrum is bursting. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure if it's super full, it probably isn't good because it pushes more and it gets compacted. I don't know. But anyway. And apparently like the fibers get in there and so it like makes yeah. it worse. So, but I do have an actual like ear cleaner that I bought for this purpose. And it's basically like flushes it with hot water and um, some kind of solution to help like uh, make the the wax more liquidy and will fall like come out more. Then you just lay there on your side until it all drains out. But um, I I notice a huge difference. Like you said, like you go from thinking you can hear normal to realizing you were deaf for the last on that side of your ear for like the last <laughs> month or whatever. So wait, so it's a it's not a vacuum though, right? No, 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 no. Like it's just a regular like little swab. Right. Thing. Yeah. It's like a at home 
thing. I don't know. Kit. Yeah, it's not a vacuum. <laughs> it doesn't suck anything. It's just a... Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, but then um, mom was telling me that she... I think she went and did this. She was telling me about it. She's like, yeah. She went and did it. Yeah, man. and and I like it just sounds amazing. It sounds like something I have to do. And I'm wondering if it's like, <laughs> if it's contributing to that, like motion sickness, maybe if my ears full or not equal equalized, that it's throwing me off or something. I don't know. Mm. However, I will say okay. that probably like four or five times in my life, um, I've had really bad vertigo for an entire day. And I realized it was because I mean, you know, a doctor told me it was because I, <laughs> I had the crystals in your ear uh, get dislodged. They're, they like float around okay. in this fluid in your ear. And if it, if they, crystals. I know. So I was telling this to Mike because I was explaining this exact scenario to him. And he's like, you're crazy. There's not crystals in your ear. You're talking like a woo-woo <laughs> person. Are you, do you, do you mean like, like there's some fictitious crystal in your ear? I don't know. He was making fun of it. Right, right, like my chakra isn't aligned <laughs> Yes, in my yes, ear. yeah. My, He's like, what? So your chakra? My seventh my seventh <laughs> dome is shattered. And I was like, Mercury no. is receding. But I guess a lot of people don't know this. And the only reason I guess, I mean, I know the only reason I know this is because the doctor told me about it. Yeah, actually, it sounds familiar the more I think about it. But, but yeah, on. so there are crystals in your ear that float around in this fluid that's in your ear. And normally they're in place. But every now and then... Um, something dislodges them and they get out of place and when that happens you like it's the worst vertigo it's horrible it's and it's non-stop until you can get those crystals back in place and get those crystals back in place <laughs> it's hard to do because you have to do all these exercises where you lay on one side and then you flip on your back and then you roll back up really fast and you do it over and over again until it works and <laughs> while you're sick and you're feeling super dizzy it sounds, it sounds like you're doing one of those games where they, they sound like barnes and noble it's like a little square and it has a, a ball bearing in it but there's there's a maze and you gotta like spin <laughs> it all around so that the ball bearing goes into the right hole <laughs> yeah, that's what i am i'm like a big but, you, but you're the square, I'm the square. And the crystals are the bear, yes. ball bearing and your ear is the maze it's awful it's awful i don't recommend it to anybody um so if you have if that's ever happened to you guys listening let us know if there's anything that you can do to relieve it other than these exercises or what exercises you do that help. Because, I mean, usually the exercises work eventually, but it takes like an entire day of doing it multiple times a day until it finally works. And it's miserable because you don't want to be flipping all over the place when you're already motion sick or dizzy, dizzy right. and stuff. So anyway, it's miserable. But um, I haven't had that in a while, so... Thankfully, knock on wood. Have you ever heard this? So huh. people say, knock on wood, fingers crossed, hold your thumb. And I've never heard that before. <laughs> I haven't heard that specific sequence of um, <laughs> rituals, but I have heard of chains of things that you're supposed to do to like make it stick. What is hold your thumb? Like, what is that? You know, you gotta hold your thumb. That's obviously what you gotta do last. <laughs> I've just never heard that before. I'm like... Okay. Cross your heart, hope to die. I have heard that, yeah. Maybe. Why you gotta hope to die? Huh? Yeah. So what's that about? Yeah, what is that about? That's terrible. Uh. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. I know, but um, it's a new one for me. Yeah. So you were talking. Have Have you? Go ahead. Hang on. Have you seen those uh the videos online though? Like, uh, okay, I'm gonna start with. Have you seen like uh pimple popping videos oh. online? 
It's like that those weird like catharsis videos. No, where... they're not catharsis. Get out of here. Well, some people are into them, but mostly they're, you know, weird. <laughs> they're weird videos of like people popping their uh, popping pimp. Well, sometimes they're pimples, but also there's like whole genres of uh, dermatologists, like doctors popping people's pimples and even like opening abscesses and all sorts of stuff. Anyways, cool. <laughs> um, th- there is... I uh, adjacent to that genre or I guess it's in the same genre but it's like adjacent to those videos is um ear vacuuming videos like there's a whole genre of people that love to like watch people get their ear vacuumed out what? there's some that are like like the craziest like I guess the most popular videos are the ones that have like crazy stuff come out like you know people like suck out a crayon or something oh what <laughs> there's all sorts like there's ones that really out of your ear yeah oh my god <laughs> like, they, like all sorts of weird stuff or like stuff that's like clumped up or like Ooh. you know pieces of paper and like whatever that i don't know that like. i actually uh, might get into i could see myself liking something like that yeah i could tell you about one video i saw that would steer you away oh but, um don't <laughs> there, worry it's fine there's always, just jump into those videos there's always that one video that's like oh, okay i've gone too far this I, who am i what have i become i'll just i'll okay i'll lighten it up a little bit there some I, they found a bug in his ear well, <laughs> you know what's crazy though about that is i've heard there's like a crazy statistic of how many um spiders are found in people's ears it's like pretty is this like the statistic that you swallow seven spiders i don't know like that? i don't know let me let me <laughs> see like crazy statistic that's let like, me see. yeah okay <laughs> what's sure. this the statistic of finding bugs in your ears. So I had a bug in my ear once. Now you're definitely gonna find the video when <laughs> yeah. you're searching for it. Google's gonna Google's gonna connect the dots here and be like, she wants bugs in ears. I don't know. Send her the video. I don't know. It's not saying. It's just saying common causes of ear pain is bugs. Well, how often? How <laughs> that that suggests that's pretty high. Well, that's true. How often do bugs bugs crawl into sleeping people's ears? Oh, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could read this. I don't know if I can, but we'll see. <laughs> you know what? I bet you could. <laughs> oh, like I have, I have a phobia of of roaches. It's it's unfortunate, but I do. Um, unfortunate. It is because we live in Florida, and I'm just saying. Oh, we have the biggest roaches. It's here. it's a yeah. It's Palmetto it's bugs. difficult, but the first thing I read when I clicked on that article was roaches and i was like no i had to close it i'm pretty sure anybody would dislike roaches if they've seen a palmetto bug fly i know that's that's it that's the i think that's what ultimately <laughs> got me whenever i the phobia got triggered in my youth i don't know was the it's the flying ones it's those like i cannot i i don't and i think that's why i've developed this sort of animosity towards my lovely uh, <laughs> lubber grasshoppers that, that live in the area. Lubers. I love lubers. So listen, it's that time of year again. I've seen multiple of those this past week. <laughs> We're back They're around. back every summer. Every spring or summer. Yeah. yeah. And it's rough stuff. For it you. is. But I'll be honest. So I see the grasshoppers far more than I ever see a roach. So I think oh, right, I'm yeah. start. I think I am starting to get desensitized a little bit too. Oh, you're microdosing lubers. <laughs> the, the lubers, because now I will never get close to one. Well, I would never say never, but <laughs> I don't get fully on full on appalled when I see one. I think because 
I'm kind of you like I, I expect it every summer. So I'm just like, oh, and it's also <laughs> been kind of nice that I've lived through the um the life cycle okay. the life cycle of these grasshoppers. Oh, so yeah. every spring is when they start they hatch. And so they start as really teeny tiny things. And then throughout the spring, they start to grow and then they grow a little bigger and they grow a little bigger. And eventually in the summer, they're huge. Um, <laughs> but they're fat. I do get to see them when they're babies. And so somehow that makes it less. You see their cute side. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. they're not cute, but they're small. So they're not as intimidating. Um, you know, one time. You remember our father's office? Yeah. The one, uh, the glass sliding door. It was, uh, for those who don't know, it was a repurposed house. He just ran his uh, his firm out of like uh, uh, out of residential slash commercial area. So it was a house, but he just uh, you know repurposed it as an office. So there's a glass sliding door when you first pull up to it. Um, and I, I went there at one point in the dead of night to get something. Um, and I gotta say, it was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life because I had to get in there. I had to get it. <laughs> but when I pulled up and my high beams hit that <laughs> glass sliding door, I have never seen this before. I didn't know they did this. Okay, what is it? But there, there was a swarm of palmetto bugs oh. on just coating that glass sliding door. No, and you have to walk by that glass sliding door to get to the front. Yeah. Door. <laughs> or either door actually it's so weird both doors but the side door and the front door are on like right there next to the glass sliding yeah. door. yeah so you it's it was just the weirdest thing i've never seen them do that before Ugh. like i've never seen i didn't even know they were like a social creature creature like occasionally you see a couple of them together but i Ugh. think it's more just i always got the sense that they just you know like the same places so they're like oh you're here too like i didn't know they like hung out yeah <laughs> and it was just like i guess it was their mating season or something because the whole window was just palmetto bugs and you know with that high concentration of they don't fly very often but when there's <laughs> 200 of them <laughs> there's always one flying right? oh my god and it'll i guess land somewhere and set another one off flying and so it was just like i had to walk no. by with that sound of like no around me and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and I like run over the door like just ah! dive inside and I like throw off oh. all my clothes and I'm like oh ah! <laughs> hope the security cameras aren't on. Oh my god. That sounds like my nightmare. That would be a full on nightmare for me. I'm not that afraid of palmetto bugs, but that was a very uncomfortable situation. Oh. For me. Well here's the thing. I think because and I don't wanna I don't wanna say too much just out of respect for family, but <laughs> there were multiple times yeah there's multiple times in my life where i lived somewhere where there was a higher concentration of them and mm. so like the experience of of them being in your living space where you're supposed to be safe and free from these things <laughs> like repetitively that's like it's it that's really it was not good for me psychologically. Like I remember as a child, if I even saw one, I would I would not enter whatever room that they were in until I saw its body dead. And that would mean <laughs> that if it took days 
I would not enter that room. And then sometimes that would be a bathroom. Sometimes that would be my bedroom. <laughs> I could just imagine our parents like going to find a palmetto bug so they can kill it and put it right? in the room and go, look, I mean- it's dead. <laughs> and so one of those places was I used to live next door to that building, that office that you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I figured uh, where this was going. With yeah, the that was one of those places in my lifetime where I lived where it was a problem. So, uh, and I, I think that really did it for me. It was during that period of my life where I was like uh, traumatized. <laughs> Wait, but you said the more you see them, the well, more you'll be okay. Not in this case. I think it. I think it had the opposite effect, to be honest. But. Anyway. So you can say the louvers are categorically not the worst bug in the world. No, no. Yeah, I I would take one of those any day over a roach, which is so funny because, and many people will tell me, but they're harmless, but they don't never bite you. There's so many worse creatures in the world. There's so many worse animals. I mean, spiders will bite you. And... I mean, and plus, look at their cute little antenna go sizes. Uh, like, I can't. I don't know. Like, <laughs> to me, it's the worst creature on this planet. And like, I don't like spider. I I don't mind small spiders. I don't mind daddy long legs. I don't mind. Which I don't even think daddy long legs are categorized as a spider. But you know, the yeah, they're technically six legs. Like the wolf spiders, those are the worst. I've had those uh, in my house, ugh. and I would Stop. rather die than deal with that. Is this payback? Because I was talking about this. <laughs> is that yours? Just, yeah. Gosh. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. The, the home uh, where we grew up is like, it was like a uh, hunter spider, uh, uh, like huntsman spider. That's they're, they're so big. Central. They they would get so big they're there. They're so I, even big. Even bigger than like, you look them up and they're like, oh, they get about this big. I'm like, that's the smallest one I've seen. Yeah. They get pretty big in there. When they- and they, they're always like, oh, they're friendly no. though. And I'm like, nah. They, <laughs> one time- I threw a shoe at <gasps> one. It I missed. Of course. And it dropped down it dropped down from the wall. It walked down to the center of the room, looked at me, and then put both its front legs <gasps> up. No. Like come at me, bro. Yeah. Like they've jump <laughs> they'll jump at you. And that's the thing about roaches too, is like people say that they won't they'll they won't bother you, whatever, but they do. Like if they feel threatened, they fly at you. And that is the most terrifying <laughs> thing ever. I'm sorry. Like yeah, they're like, escape, and they can't really aim, so they'll likely land on your face. Oh, my God. I'm like, let's let's change the subject. I can't continue this <laughs> at all. Anywho, I say, I've been saying anywho today. It's the, ah, the okay. first time in my life. Today? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Specifically? Just today. Um, not the first time in my life. You, but you've become an anywho girl? I, I, today, apparently. <laughs> anywho. Anywho. <laughs> anyway, um... So you were talking last week about, or last recording, about your um, new job. And mm. I didn't get a new job. However, I've I've been tasked with a new a business venture. So I've kind of started Ooh. a new side thing, maybe. A side hustle? Kind of, yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're on the grind. Okay. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, and I'm promoting this a little bit, too, because... I mean, it's not live yet, but our father bought a cabin in the t- in Tennessee, and we're going to be renting it out as a vacation rental through... Ooh, I heard about this. Yeah. And so 
Um, it's not my business, but I am going to be tasked with pro- managing the property. So I'll be renting it out to people and um, doing the bookings and all of that. So exciting. Temporarily. That's cool. You know, temporarily. Just kind of, I'm helping to, but the, the exciting part right now is just that it's getting it up and running, making sure that everything is furnished and looks good and is presentable. And that's kind of the fun stuff, you know? Yeah, that's the cool yeah, stuff. You yeah. get to like do all the decor and everything. No, well, <laughs> do you have to pay for any of it? Because that's the only part that sucks about decor. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, actually, um, our stepmom Anita is taking on the interior designing aspect of it. That was kind of uh, okay. what she wanted to do. Um, but I'm helping with that a little bit because they will ask my opinion on things and and you know like what i think that it needs and if this looks good or this is necessary so you know yeah it's still i'm still involved in the process just yeah i won't be fully in charge of what it the out like the total outcome looks like but right but it's still fun to learn something new because i've never done anything like this before and so i'm learning a lot about property managing about renting, about vacation rentals, about, you know, the whole shebang. So it's just very cool to learn because if I ever do want to get my own property somewhere and do this sort of on my own, it's kind of a nice um, non-liable position where, you know, like if it doesn't go well, I'm not taking the brunt of that. I'm just, you know, because it's not my, I mean, it's our family. So it is, I, I am going to be affected by it, but I'm saying... You know, it's kind of a safe position to be in. Right. Yeah. So, but it's it's been fun so far. Um, that's, I uh, hey, if you can uh, make that step in a way that's like not as risky, that's super awesome. Because, you know, if you get that experience and stuff, I feel like um, just kind of real estate and that sort of like uh, Airbnb and rental and also uh, renting is just like super lucrative if you can yeah. work it out. I mean, that's know. kind of what um, I went up there for a business trip or whatever to talk to the realtor and get information about local um, team members, like a cleaner and a um, maintenance guy and all of that, and just kind of learn the process of how to manage everything online. And the, the yeah. lady who was kind of going through all this with me, she basically said that, you know, this is your first place, but it's going to be addictive because once you realize how lucrative it's, it is, you're going to want to open more. And I was like, yeah, that's I mean, kind of, if you can just, yeah, but that's like setting me up. you can just make money. Right. I'm like, well, you have, you're very optimistic. Like, I don't really think it's going to be that like, I mean, you still have co- like you're costs. Gonna, you're going to run off and start like buying houses left right? and right. Like, yes, this house, <laughs> that house. Yeah, I mean. I can do that. Right. It seems like she made it sound so easy, but I like it's not because everything else I read and everything else I um, research and like people that I look up and uh, YouTube and everything is all saying like, yeah, I mean, it is. Um, if you do it right, you can make the money, but it's a lot of work and it's... You can make it the money. You know, you have to be on top of it and like, it's... I'm like, yeah. yeah like, there's definitely more to it. And it also has to do a lot with location. Like, every single property is different. The type of property you have, how many people you can house, how many, you know, where it's located, the type of clientele you get. It's There's so many... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, variables that go into how much money you make. So it's not like, right. oh, just, you know, out of the out of the gate, you're going to be doing great. 
It's very <laughs> often. I'm just a more of a realistic thinker. Where I'm, I'm not going to just assume it's just going to take off and everything is going to be great. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, it's a hard thing to do because I think it also depends on how w- good the property is itself. Like if the, if it's a property that's going to need a lot of care mm-hmm. and like if it's an older house and stuff that's going to need some repairs and stuff's going to break down and you're going to have to replace it and stuff. And obviously that's going to happen eventually. Right. You know, the older a place gets and the more uh, wear and tear it has, um, it can start to go into the realm of being not as lucrative. Um, but I think, you know, if you can do it right, like the ability to set up, uh, yeah, like you said, like if you can get it worked out just right where you, you just have a house essentially paying for itself where you have the system down and you have the people that go check up on it. You have the uh, maintenance guy that takes care of the issues as they arise. And you it's just a house that's paying its own mortgage essentially. And you're getting all that equity just like growing in the background. Like, yeah. Especially once month, you pay like, off. Oh, man. Yeah. If you pay off and then you're still renting it. then and Yeah. And then you're still renting and then it's just going straight into your pocket and you have an asset like a house that you can just sell yeah. like whenever if like you know money gets tight or whatever selling a whole house is a pretty good way to get back some money so. <laughs> this is true uh, the thing about it being a vacation rental is that and it being a you know north kind of i mean it's in tennessee where it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. snow um the way it snows anywhere else it's very mild snow very mild winters however right. it is right near the Smoky Mountains. And a lot of the Smoky Mountains close during the winter, different seasons. So obviously, you're, oh, could get yeah, you can have really slow seasons where people aren't really coming to vacation necessarily. Yeah. And so you... They do have a ski lodge there though, right? I mean, that's also a limited amount of time of the year, but at least that's some of the winter that could get some traffic. That's true. That's true. No, it is true. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, the cutest. It's definitely something that I think of more as like a summery kind of place. Cause... Yeah. Or they actually say fall is the highest peak season. Strange. Like I always thought it was summer mm. too, but apparently fall is their peak. I've seen some amazing pictures of the Smokies in autumn. Yeah. Um, I I guess I've been there a couple times, but more like August and stuff where it's like not quite. It's not like deep, uh, <laughs> deep autumn yet. I guess. Yeah. Um, well, the homeowners that we also went and talked to the homeowners because they haven't moved out yet. Um, they're still, we're still in the process of that. So we were just talking to them about the area and they were saying that, um, October is their favorite month of the entire year because it's the, the prettiest. Now, I don't really know, um, as far as what's open around there during that time, if that's, if, you know, the, um, hikes and stuff in the, the national park is open then but they were just saying that's the most beautiful time of year is their favorite year is in october but mm-hmm. it, they also okay. said it depends on the summers so they said that you can tell what october and the fall is going to be like depending on what the summer's like so apparently huh. if it's like a really rainy summer or it's a really hot sweltering summer their falls are completely different so <laughs> okay so you got to call somebody in Tennessee guess, like, how hot is it? I right guess, now? yeah. But the cutest thing that they told me was that on the property, well, not, well, kind of like behind the property, it's not our tree, but there's an apple tree right, right off the property Ooh. and it attracts bears. And they said that sometimes oh, yeah. the bears will walk in, in the yard and the mama will come with her cubs and like, they'll be eating the apples in the front yard. <laughs> Like, that's freaking I cool, know. <laughs> but also, uh-oh. I know, I know. Obviously there's <laughs> it's like, like if you, 
if you're late for your meeting and you're like, oh, oh <laughs> nope, the house is surrounded by bears. Can't go now. That's true. Like if you had like, I don't know, a whitewater rafting tour scheduled and you're a bear sitting on your car, like that's no fun. That was one thing. She's like, you have to, you know, there'll be rules and everything for the people that stay there, but you can't leave food yeah. out. You have to lock your car doors. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta put up all those signs you always see everywhere in the Smokies, which is like, don't do it. Don't put food outside. You gotta lock up your trash cans. Yeah. Those bears could become a regular at the house. Yes. That's going to be bad for the bears. Let me just tell yeah, you. And maybe it's you. It's definitely bad for the bears. And they, she said that um, you definitely have to lock your car doors because they know how to um, open doors. And there's been multiple cases where people come out to leave for work and there's a bear just destroying no. the inside of their car. So just remember that. It's like there's a, there's a pop tart in between the console <laughs> and the that little slit that stuff always Those falls down. I gotta kids. get it. There was leaving food in the car. <laughs> it's blueberry flavored. I need it. <laughs> oh, it's my best. That bear. was good. That was good bear. I think. Yeah. So anyway, um, speaking of kids, though, I'm leaving food in the car, but not really food. I've been really <laughs> digging Legos lately. <laughs> I love the segues. I love them. Lisa. Well, keep you know. going. That's that's a non segue. <laughs> it's a, somewhere between a segue and a non segue. Yeah. Well, I've just been finding really good deals on Legos, and not only are they. So what have you built? Okay, so I found this. This first of all, are you getting like? Are you getting kits? Or are you getting? Yeah, um... I've been getting kits oh, okay. because I've been going for like a puzzle um, um, experience, but. I love the three like Legos, so I was like, I wasn't. I'm not really feeling creative. I just want to follow a direction. I don't want to think too much. I just want okay. to like, do it and then have a really cool thing at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but what I've been finding lately is the I, I don't know if it's new, but it's the three in one Legos. So it's oh. a bunch of Legos, and you can make three different things with it or more. You know, like sometimes I have. Um, what the heck? Does it, is like a transformer? Like <laughs> no, what? you have to take it all apart and then build something else. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. Do you have like leftover parts? Yeah, for... you do. Like not everything uses every single part. Right, because that would just be a fascinating work of art <laughs> <laughs> if they could like perfectly like create two totally separate kits but they're using the exact same parts <laughs> yeah that's true uh no that would also be amazing for their manufacturing right process. that would be but, but anyways that would be but no and so i've been finding those and it's been fun because you know once i finish building something it's like okay i have this thing and it's really cool and i like it but now i have this expensive piece of you know toy on my desk and i don't know yeah. like it's nice to be able to reuse it over and over again um yeah, different things. that's cool. And so, yeah, it's been fun. And, and it's like a way more engaging, like, three-dimensional puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been cool. And I built an owl and a hedgehog. Ooh. And I just got a fish tank, which I'm really excited to do. Are those all the same thing? The owl and the hedgehog and there was a bird. And they were all they were all in the same. The owl's a bird. The owl's a bird. It was also a bird, and they were all they were all in the same box. But the fish is a different thing. It's like a fish tank, uh, and then it also makes. Does it have see-through pieces? Um, the tank itself looks like it looks it looks like well, basically you, you build the tank and then you build fish and then you put the fish in the tank. I don't know. The fish aren't see-through or oh, anything. Okay. No, I meant the whatever makes the tank. Oh, up. probably not. I haven't opened it yet, so I'm not sure. But I don't think so. Mm, okay. 
but it looks really cool. So, and I might actually keep that one up somewhere and put it put it in my house. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been building a Boba Fett head. What? Uh, like the helmet? You yeah. Know, from Mandalorian. Sounds really uh, complicated. But specifically, Boba Fett. I here's the thing about Legos. Somebody got me this for my birthday, and it's super cool. I love it. Um, it's been a ton of fun too. Also, like building it with my wife. We take turns um building cool. it with uh. Nobody keep talking. Nobody explodes rules. <laughs> Have you played that game? It's like a bomb defusal game. Uh, I don't think so. Where one person has the instructions and the other person has to um, like follow the instructions, but they can't see the instructions. Oh, so you have to kind of trust so, what, like you have to have good communication skills. Right. It's a second le- level of communication. Okay. So that sounds fun. Uh, yeah. It's like, and it is, yeah, it's kind of, it's like, Hey, uh, okay. So take, find a yellow square, a two by one yellow square. And stick it on top of the long, fat two by three um, red brick. But do it so that one of the spaces is hanging off of the left. Ed- the left, if you're looking at it from the long ways edge, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have to be like really descriptive. Oh my gosh! It's it's super fun. Yeah. Um. Hmm. And yeah, it's almost we're like we're like halfway through it again. Well, it's I guess we the first step because it, it comes in a bunch of different bags so there's they're each labeled like one through five mm-hmm. and we're through three of the bags but the first one did most of the work i think like it kind of built like the majority of it now it's more like all the details are smaller pieces so they take more time oh, okay um but so something that's like super weird about legos that it kind of, i kind of love for the building process but it also like it doesn't make any sense Especially, at least with this kit. I haven't built, like, a ton of Lego kits. I've obviously, like, played with Legos, but more, like, the freeform kind. And as a kit, like, they have you build stuff in super weird way. Like, this helmet has so many, like, weird constructs within it that I know you never will see Mm -hmm. because they just get covered up. But it's just, like, they use some of the weirdest stuff to, like, get blocks to... Like, there are certain ones where, you know those, like, the Lego people hands that are, like, little Cs? Yeah they have blocks that are just like one space and then one of those little c hand things Uh and then you stick those a couple places and then you stick a couple on another thing and then you join those two things together by clipping them both onto like a flagpole looking piece like it's just like a smooth like long piece and then you clip them together and then it like folds down and then it makes like this other thing and then you just end up bricking over that whole thing and never seeing it (laughs) It's like, why did they come up with this, like, really weird, like, convoluted way to, like, create that piece when it, like, everything is blocks. Like, they don't need to do anything weird. Like, they could just, like, fill it with blocks, you know, like, a normal Lego, like, thing. But, yeah, I guess they just want to keep it interesting. So, they come up with some, like, really fascinating ways to create some of the structures. Oh, that's cool. And then you just... You just block over them and never that's, see it. That part's <laughs> weird. I do. I have seen online. I've followed, not follow, but I've been watching every now and then. I'll watch like a, a Lego video of there's people that create crazy Lego um, just out of, and I don't know where they get these Legos from because they like, I've never seen just all brown Legos being sold. You know, like it's usually a collective bunch of Legos yeah you can there is some places like particularly the lego land where we live um, where you can like go into like lego stores and stuff and be like i just want brown like two by four pieces that's it okay give me a bag of those i didn't think about that but okay so yeah so this these people have this kind of stuff it's like the m&m store you can do that there too. oh true that's true uh good fair (laughs) point um 
Which is, that's a ridiculous thing. They all taste the same. I, I don't understand. No, the green m ms the sexiest. <laughs> Sorry, don't cancel. Oh, you're canceled. That's like not a thing anymore. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, and and one of the guys, he, he did that. He used, like you said, those brown arms and he used um, just different parts of different people. He even used like the brown, like a brown pants from a person. And he built this um, basically like a, Cat was it, it was, yeah, it was a cabin. The whole thing was a cabin, and it looked like it was built with these uh, just wood. It was it was basically his oh. his weird connections and stuff made it look like it was built with all these weird wood um, planks and stuff. And it was were they all the same color of brown, or were they like no, they were all the same brown? color brown. So it was just like the texture. Yeah, it was like made it more three D texture looking. Oh. It was pretty interesting. Uh, and he walked through how he made it by connecting all of these random pieces together and how you can't tell what they are when you're just looking at it unless you take it apart and see, oh, that's like somebody's pants used as like part right. of I don't know. It's very interesting. People are very creative. Um but yeah. That also actually reminded me of um something we do in therapy with kids that I, I see. Um, where we work on their kind of executive functioning skills. And one of the things we do is we tell them, um, we give them directions on how to draw something. So if they follow the directions correctly, they end up with an actual picture of something drawn, like the head of a dragon or, um, you know, something else like a horse or a penguin or whatever. Um, but they, mm. if they don't okay. follow the directions correctly, then obviously it just looks like scribble on the paper. They miss something and they're like, what is this supposed to be? And I'm like, well, you obviously didn't <laughs> follow the direction. But it's more of like... <laughs> it's supposed to be your ineptitude. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> we'll start really simple with just like a circle or a triangle or, you know, things like that. Like go up, go to, go, you know, draw up to a point and then draw down the opposite way or something like that. Yeah. Um but it, then it builds and builds and builds to something more complicated. But it was interesting because that's very similar to that. But um, oh. yeah. But oh, speaking of kids, I have another thing. So have you ever another thing we've been doing lately? Um, I've actually been doing this with Caleb. I'm sending him. Caleb is our nephew. He, I've been sending him um, like a picture of one of the pages in this book to see if he can decipher it. And it's I don't know if you've ever read it, but is it it's CDB? By William Stig and CDB, CBD, CDB, (laughs) CDB. That sounds like one of those like personality codes. Okay, well, basically, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what is it. Um, it's basically a book that everything is written um, phonically, but not not spelled out. So it's it's basically just using letters to create sentences. And so you have to try to put the letters together phonetically so that it's so that it makes a, a recognizable sentence. So let me give you an example. Oh, I assume the cover is one. Yeah. Right. So it'd be what was it? C D B. I don't know what it was. C D B. C D B. C D B. C the B. C the B. Right. You're right. So it's like oh. that, like C, D, B. If you say it all together, it's C to B. And then there's a picture of a boy and a girl and a boy's pointing at a B. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like that. <laughs> but there's a like every page in the book is a different, I guess, um, riddle. I don't know what they'd be called. But Fascinating. Yeah. 
So it's a really hard book to read. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of fun because it makes you think like, what is this? Sure. Anyway, so. That's fascinating. Yeah. So how does he do? Um, He's he's on level one, we'll say, so far. About. <laughs> so he just. So, yeah, he's working his way up. Cool. Yeah. Um, That's good. You know what I've been what? reading? Count Zero. Count Zero. That sounds really boring. Wow. Okay. <laughs> What are you reading? Lisa? Well, you don't get you don't get uh, very far in the book if it's just count count zero. Listen, it's not what I'm reading. It's that I'm oh, I'm true. just really happy that I actually it's kind of funny. I just started this new job, but I immediately took a week off because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was uh, you know I I can't let all that PTO go. <laughs> no, um, it was you know right after my birthday, so I just wanted to have some true, time. True, true. And also, it's so chaotic when you're like switching jobs. I was like, calm down. And they were cool with it. It was like when I was first coming on, I was like, would it be cool if like right after <laughs> I started working, I stopped working. That's funny. Um, but it was so nice. I got like a whole week and I did a whole bunch of stuff, but it was like I rocketed through this book. It's uh, I think it's like twice the length of its uh, it's a sequel. So it was twice the length of the first one. I really liked the first one. And um, which isn't saying much. It was just like a, a 250 page novel. So this one's like 500 pages um and so i got through like half of it just like while also doing a bunch of stuff last week and it was like such a good feeling because i'm like such a slow reader normally that it takes me like forever to get through mm-hmm. books um like dune took me forever well, like we talked about yes that. <laughs> i was reading dune for like the first half of this podcast um <laughs> or all of these podcasts uh yeah dune is so thick and it was just nice to get like 200 pages in like in just a couple days true i'm still reading it i'm waiting for the next um video book to come out video book oh uh (laughs) no just the video oh you mean the the movie movie. (laughs) right the video book so you're halfway through the video book so i see i'll let you know when i finish gotcha (laughs) once it's released yeah do you like Um, your book i love oh good it is good it's like uh it's right up my alley it's a cyberpunk themed book ah yeah. um, so it's in the it's in the universe of william gibson's uh the sprawl so uh i enjoy his work okay so it has been it's been so good. um and just like spending having more time to do like catch up and do stuff not even catch up like start new things because i started this book and then i also started watching uh re-zero starting life in another world which is a popular anime that i've like kind of passed me by oh. so i was like oh i'm gonna start this and also catch up uh on that stuff true which is it's interesting i have something to say about re-zero well maybe it's just like the you know how stuff will sometimes line up in a weird way where you're like trying to find the connection you're like somehow these ideas are related even though they don't seem like they are mm-hmm. like i watched re-zero and it has sort of a premise to it that's um it's sort of groundhog's day-esque and have you seen groundhog's day so it has that sort of premise um like in built into it a a bit and i also started watching another show which i guess spoiler now i can't tell you the show now because it's that would be the spoiler but anyways i've been watching (laughs) watching a show russian doll um on netflix Uh that has a very similar premise like it's the same sort of like it's a another groundhog's day thing and i'm like is this a popular is this like cropping <laughs> up again or like is this idea like now becoming a thing but these two things are like so like not similar at all like one is a uh, like very realistic netflix series or realistic i say that like it's a live action netflix series yeah. 
and the other one's like a Japanese anime. So, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure these two creators, uh, like didn't like get their ideas from the same source, but for some reason, it's just weird to me, like through the lens of my own attention that I happened to come upon. Like I started watching them like one after the other, really. It was like one night I started watching Russian doll and I was like, Oh, this is an interesting premise. And then I started watching re zero and I was like, the same show I was just watching, but an anime. Um, it was just so weird. It's not the same show at all. Like they have totally different ones set in like New York. The other one set in like a fa- fantasy land, but it was just like, Oh yeah. It was so weird that they had that premise in common. Um, That's weird. Which I mean, I feel like I've seen it other places, of course, but it's just weird that they came up in two popular things. Recently. Right. Yeah. yeah. I-, I was going to say, I recently so. watched um, a show too. That was, that was also like a Groundhog's Day thing where they, ev- uh-huh. every day was the same day until they figured out, why they were still there i think it was it i don't know if it was a movie was or a, a show i can't remember i was trying to remember this whole time like what it was called what was was it set in new york no oh. it's oh. like yeah. in a small town and it's like a, there's a there's a boy and a girl and at first they hate each other but then they end up liking each other obviously <laughs> um anyway I can't remember now what it's called. I want. I can't even remember if it was a movie or a TV show because I watch things binge watch. So I'm like, did I was that? Did I just watch it all at once or was it just a long? Was it a long movie? I don't know. Sometimes that. Right. You know. Um, did it have a red haired girl as the protagonist with crazy hair? Crazy redhead girl. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. What do you mean? You think I mean, so? It, That's a very like intense description of somebody. I don't know. For it to then be like, <laughs> well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Let me see if I can find it and then I'll tell you. No, it wasn't Russian. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely wondering. not. Because, I mean, there are, uh, there's kind of a similar thing going on. So it's interesting that there's another layer there that there's like boy meets girl and they have like a weird relationship. Oh, it was called t- The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. Hmm. Interesting. It's an Amazon original. Uh, it is a movie. Um, it's a romance fantasy from 2021. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. No, no, no. Okay. Yes, that is one. But the one I'm thinking of. Oh, it's by Lev Grossman. I think. Uh, I, I like that author. Oh, you do? Yeah, that, that is one. But I think the one that I was specific, that I was talking, thinking of this time was called um, Palm Springs, maybe. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. I cannot remember. It was, seems like it was so long ago. That's a 2020 film, sci-fi fantasy. No, no, no. It is a it was, movie from Hulu no, no. or on Hulu. It's not Palm Springs. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I'm watching the preview. I'm watching like the trailer and like, I'm like, this is no, 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 I've never seen that one. But it, Well, we're certainly going through a lot of movies <laughs> that exist. Uh, I feel like I feel like Tiny Perfect, Perfect Things was not. I mean, I, I remember what I have seen that movie. That is not the one I'm thinking of. Maybe it was. Let me let me watch the preview. That's the only way I'll know. <laughs> Oh, yes, it was. That is it. Okay, never mind. That's it. The map. That's it. The map of tiny perfect things. Yeah, that was the one. I just didn't, like the boy I didn't recognize for a minute. I was like, I've never seen that boy. Or (laughs) So it was the map of tiny perfect things. For some reason, I thought, I thought it. Yeah, Lev Grossman, uh, I believe he's the author I'm thinking of. Uh, He wrote The Magicians. The Magicians, really? Um, Do you know that? Yeah, series. that was good. I like the books a lot better than the sci-fi show. Nothing against the sci-fi show. It's just a totally different wild ride. Oh, is there a book? Yeah, there's a series of three books that I find uh, endlessly Okay, maybe I'll want read the books. 
yeah, the books I would say are are much better. I I will accept some criticism of the main character, which I guess can be a roadblock of uh for some people, but it's uh you know, it's it's might be up your alley. We'll see. <laughs> uh I actually went to see uh John Mullaney recently in at uh the Edition Financial Center. Uh there have do you know who that is? No. He is a comedian who um like obviously there hasn't been a lot of comedians going on during covid like doing sh- shows and tours right. and stuff but he particularly was he had like a whole thing where he uh had like a falling out with his wife and like went to rehab and everything um but he's like hilarious i, I suggest you watch some of his stuff he's a great comedian <laughs> um and so now that he's not on cocaine <laughs> um he's an even better comedian oh, that's good. and you can go see him on that's tour. rare <laughs> he's like a really He's a cool guy. He was talking about in his set, um, not to spoil it really, he was talking about his intervention and the intervention is like actually crazy. Like he talks about the people that were there and so many of them, you're like, I know that person. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and he's like, not to brag, but it's a pretty star studded. Uh, <laughs> it was a pretty star studded intervention. Um, uh, but it was just, it was really fitting to me if uh, for anybody that's listening that doesn't know, um, the main character of Russian Doll, I think her name's Natasha. Um, he was saying that, uh, I'm pretty sure he was saying, she was the person, uh, if you've ever seen uh, Orange is the New Black, she's in that as kind of like the drug addict girl with the crazy hair. She's got like a really deep raspy yeah. voice. Um, she, it's just so fitting because she plays that kind of character. It's kind of <laughs> like her typecast, I yeah. guess. That she's like this kind of drug addled uh young woman. Uh and it, it was just saying that like at his um at his uh intervention, she was the one that broke through to him and was like, Honey, you gotta get clean. <laughs> that was like, um yeah, it was it was pretty funny. But I just I like that uh aspect that she's the one that is play always plays like these uh drug addled characters, but she's at an intervention like actually helping her friend. Yeah. Out. That's funny. <laughs> What was it? What was the um, comedian's name again? John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Okay, I'll have to yeah, look him he's up. He's hilarious. Oh, he John. Mul- okay, when I see his face, I do know. Who, I do. Yeah, you're like that guy. Yeah, I do know. Him. I, I didn't know he was a drug addict though. Yeah, it's kind of a whole thing, and he does a really great bit about it. I mean, I oh, okay. Just go see him in in tour. It's, uh, it's cool. okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So looking forward to that special whenever that comes out. Uh. But yeah, he's doing good now. So cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I think somebody uh, I know or somebody that I follow maybe on Instagram went to see him live recently and they were like, Yeah, I might have been the same show. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> was he here recently, you said? At UCF. He was doing oh. the, uh, at the financial, uh, the edition financial arena. Okay. Yeah, maybe somebody, maybe somebody I know from here. I can't remember now, but. They posted awesome about show. it or something, and I remember thinking like they did this weird thing though, where they have they they also like it's weird like when a company brings like it uses way too much attention on the brand name of something to explain it. Mm, you no. know what I mean? Like, so they had this policy at the basically what it was they had a policy at this event that they wouldn't let you take your smart devices in either like not to record it but also just like to not be annoying because i guess it becomes a thing where like a lot of people want to record um parts of the like set or whatever and they like stick their phone up in the air and like blocks the view of the people behind them or just the light pollution just makes it like really distracting and stuff um 
whatever reason they he just decided like for that event like part of their policy was like you can't bring in um smartphones or smart watches which i thought was weird huh. it's like i guess for the light pollution uh aspect but like well you can record audio or... on your smart watch well i guess um, maybe that's why but you could also record they didn't say no tape recorders or <laughs> i don't know whatever um but yeah it was just it was one of those weird things where uh they had you put your phone but so that, this is the thing it's like nobody is going to go to this thing if you can't like if they're going to like confiscate your phone like you don't want to like lose sight right of your phone. So they, what they developed was, I guess there's these little like pouches where when you're going in through security in the uh, thing, they have these pouches that they give you, they put your devices in it and they lock them. Oh. Like they have a magnetic lock on them and then like they give it back to you. So you are always holding onto your phone, but it's just in like this thick like slash proof (laughs) pouch that you can't get it out of. So it's just like, it's weird. Um, And it's super annoying. Like. They had to have people out front with uh, little uh, post-it notes. There was like, um, at first I thought they were like, there was no purpose to them. They were like, what section and seat are you in? And we're like, uh, here and here. And they're like, okay. And they wrote it down. They gave us a post-it note of it. And we're like, okay, thanks. And nobody <laughs> checked the post-it note or anything. And we're like, why do you yeah. do that? And then we got inside. And I'm like, oh, we don't have our phones, which has our tickets on it. We wouldn't know where to go oh. now if we didn't have this sticky <laughs> note that he gave us. Smart. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And just stuff like that. Like things like we take for granted now. Like, oh, if we get separated in this crowd, like we'll just text you. No. Oh, I guess we got to like have a meeting spot. Like it's 1995. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's super weird. I guess weird. it's like, it just like checking your coat, but it's checking your phone. But yeah. you can just keep it with you. So that's nice. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Jeez, like imagine if I was like trying to use Apple Pay or something to pay for my drink. Oh, true. It's like there's so many aspects to this. It's like, man, that like (laughs) we're really not a society that can be separated from our phones anymore. Like this is super weird. But going back to what I was saying about them using like a brand name, they briefly kind of outlined what it was at the beginning of their like they had a little release. Once you bought the tickets, they were like, just so you know, this event has these policies um, and you will have your phone put in this pouch. But as soon as they kind of like um, outline that for the rest of the release, they were t- they used the brand name Yondu. It was specifically the package, like the slash proof pouch uh-huh. or whatever is called a Yondu pouch. And so they're like, they're like, we have pouches with magnetic locks called Yondu pouches. And from then on, they were like, you will take your hashtag or like TM Yondu pouch. <laughs> <laughs> and like every single thing they like were talking about, they're like, and then once you're in line, you will be handed your Yondu pouch. And then you stick your phone into the Yondu pouch and the Yondu pouch will be locked. And you will take <laughs> the Yondu pouch with you into the arena. And the only time you will be able to unlock the Yondu pouch is when you go through security or go into pre-designated Yondu safe areas. And I'm like, why is it, why is the Yondu so much in this? like but guess what you remember the name so (laughs) i know but it's like so is this like a weird form of sponsorship like (laughs) it's weird though because it's like they i would imagine the event coordinators contacted yondu to get their product from them to use at this event but now it somehow seems like yondu's in control of this event (laughs) it's like they're like welcome to the yondu club i guess probably part of their like contract or whatever is like you have to use only <laughs> our name when referring to the pouches pistols um, to their heads or maybe or maybe yeah. everybody in that theater was hypnotized and yondu is the trigger word so now you've just sent out the trigger <laughs> word to everybody who's there and they've all been right. activated at, at, the, <laughs> at the end of the set Melanie just goes yondu <laughs> and we all just burst out into fights 
Yeah, you're all just like waiting to be triggered one day to like do something. Like you don't know what really happened in that theater. You think you went to see a comedian, but you know that was just when you were lucid. <laughs> I left and I was like, "That was hilarious," and somebody was like, "What?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Yondu's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you can tell we watch sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That's like a weird. Um, that's like one of those uh, black mirrors, or right? Something. Oh my God, the girl in front of us, though, it felt kind of like she was a cliche from one of those types of like, you know, Aesop fable of why technology is bad or oh. whatever. Uh, <laughs> where she, I guess she never read that release or whatever, because she was totally shocked that they were about to take her <laughs> phone away. And she's like, she was like kind of wigging out. She's like she was traumatized. Like, oh, they're going to take, take my, what, why are they going to take, should I, oh gosh, should I text my uh, family quick? I, I don't know. Like text my friend. Like I'm going to be off. One, I don't, uh, she's like, what do I do? Why are they doing this? So weird. Why are they doing like, oh my God. What, what they put, take your phone too. That's so strange. So like, uh, like, is there a way? Do you think we could get it open? What once you're inside? Like, maybe it's not that hard to get out, or like maybe you could, you could like maybe text through the through the surface of it. Like, maybe you can press the, the buttons, or or maybe you can talk into it. Like, maybe you see, like, hello, Siri. Oh my like, gosh! Uh, like, get it. And I'm like, geez, <laughs> chill out. Like, it's fine. Like, maybe just you won't have a phone for oh, an hour. But what? <laughs> like, imagine if something terrible happens while you're there and nobody yeah, can like, can look can get their phones out or call anything, somebody yeah. for. Like, to be fair it's like imagine if there was like a fire or something and then like i don't know for some reason 900 like however many people were there like 2,000 people are suddenly trying to make a call all at once <laughs> yeah, that, probably wouldn't that's work that's true i'm sure they have like emergency um phone or something but um yeah i sure i, I mean i'm sure the staff wouldn't that be phones, cool if but. they were all if the boxes were fireproof so you run out of the building and your phones are still in there but then they survive because i was about to say the <laughs> they're fireproof so when we're all burnt to a crisp, the phones will be fine yeah. <laughs> you're like now we have a bunch of free Whoa, phones that was our plan all along oh that's funny yeah i mean it's it's, it's not-, not funny but you know what i mean <laughs> It's not ideal too, because one of my friends, when he op- they opened up his pouch and he dumped out his phone to take it with him, uh, a- Apple Watch that wasn't his came <gasps> up with it, and he was like, uh, uh, "What? How did that happen?" <laughs> He's like, "Should I keep this?" <laughs> he gave it back, but he was like, "I guess from like the last event or whatever, like that these were used, like somebody just left their like they, you know, you somebody has you take off or like put your phone in the pouch, and okay, and like your smartwatch too, and they're like, oh, okay." And they take off their smartwatch and dump it in there. And then when they're leaving, they're thinking, I got to get my phone out of here. And then they pull their phone out and they put the bag in the return slot or whatever. Uh, They walk out and get in their car and they're driving home and they're like, oh, I wonder what time it is. And they're like, oh, oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Oh, man. You think they would check them. And then what do you do? Like all those pouches are all mixed together in like a giant bin and the event staff's left already. Yeah. Like with them. And like, who do you call? And like, how do you get that? back? It's so annoying. Uh, I guess you could find that, like, do the find my device thing. And yeah, try you and probably get could. It, Unless it know. dies. If it's dead, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's true. It's annoying. There just seems like such a hassle to do this. Right. <laughs> just so, like, people don't take pictures or whatever. I don't know. It does seem kind of silly. I don't know. It was nice. I mean, I, I have noticed other times in, like, other venues and stuff, like, lots of people taking pictures. Or yeah, whatever, but, I can definitely appreciate that. Um the element of not even like if you are have this impulse to record something or take a picture and you can't and now you have to sit there and not have have to do that and then you actually you're like oh i guess it's nice to not take a picture or nice yeah. to not 
get unplugged. Yeah, you're kind of unplugged. I get that and I, I appreciate that. But when you're not told, like, I feel like it would have been nicer if there was warning before you even got there and that way maybe people wouldn't wear their watch or wouldn't, wear the, wouldn't bring their phone or something so that they could prepare. I don't know. But I guess they did the best they could with what they had. So it's not the, it's not the yeah. worst idea. But. I really go back and forth on that. I'm somebody who doesn't really feel the need to take pictures or videos and stuff. But I got to admit, like, I appreciate, like, my wife does it a lot more. And yeah. It's really cool to have large backlog of history and yeah. stuff, like, of being able to go back to a year and see, like, what I was up to and, like, what was going on. It's almost like a form of, like, journaling or something. And I follow a creator, um, Gavin Free. He's, like, one of the slow-mo guys. Mm-hmm. I've heard of them um he has said on a podcast a few times that like he grew up his uh grandfather had like he invested a lot in a camera and um wanted to record everything like he was basically always walking around like taking recordings and stuff and he really cherishes like all those like old recordings he has of like his childhood and like of his Mm -hmm. grandpa and stuff like that and so he that's always inspired him to like video everything and so he actually has there's like a lot of content that has been uh, has existed purely because of him like um in some of the other outfits that he kind of is around like he does some other things besides slow yeah. guys and some of those other things like occasionally they'll be talking about on their podcast or something something crazy that happened to them and like yeah we we're walking down the street and this random guy like ran out or like we were throwing this ball around um just messing around and like it went right through this window or something and gavin will just like have the video of it he's like yeah i was videoing at the time and they're like why <laughs> just because he does that like he just walks around with the video he just has his phone out all the time and he's like recording yeah. everything and so it's kind of fascinating that like you kind of have this like constant recording of all sorts of stuff i really feel like i want a solution or something like some smart glasses or something that will just like always on recording and we'll and you like at the end of the day instead of like having to be conscious about it and like having to take yourself out of that moment and like because i also like the feeling of like being right like i my current mentality is kind of like i'd rather like live my life than like be taking pictures of my life yeah i I get that so so i feel like i want a middle ground where like i have it there like some kind of like always on recording and then like at the end of the day maybe i can just scrub through it a little bit and like clip out some of the like better parts like little clips of videos of conversations i had or like um you know if i was like looking out of off the top of a building or something and it was a nice view or something like taking a screenshot of that or whatever like i wish that was a technology we leaned more into i feel like it's weird that we don't do that uh we don't really have anything like that it's yeah well i mean our phones are we have gopros i guess but nobody like Nobody just like walks around with a GoPro strapped to them all the time. Like I've, I would look like a freaking weirdo if I just like had a head mounted GoPro on. Like, Maybe you can wear it on your chest. <laughs> yeah, just have like a constant chest. Yeah. But then that, I feel like that would also make people like oddly uncomfortable. And I guess that would be like, that would be a weird boundary, right? To yeah. cross if like somebody knew you were always recording, like how would that change their attitude uh-huh. towards you and stuff? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, I like your idea of having the glasses, but I wouldn't want it to be recording 24-7 because like, let's be realistic. At the end of the day, you're not going to scrub that video and then you're going to have thousands and thousands and thousands of days and hours of videos and then when you really want to go back and view something you're like oh when was that where was that how am I gonna find that and maybe unless it like automatically logged logged it for you so that would be easier to go back to but yeah my idea is kind of like I would think it would be a loop recording so it'd be as much time as you could but ideally like I would say five hours would be 
at like the baseline I'd want to shoot for, like something that could record at five hours at yeah. a time. And then when you, you know, if something interesting, say, happens to you, you could, like, tap a button on the right. side of your glasses and it would save, like, the hour before and the hour yeah. after or whatever. I feel like that would be ideal. And, and then it would be this kind of thing where it's like, okay, you have a little clip um, that it saves for you. And then uh, you can kind of, like, when you get home, have some kind of easy software to be like, what was the exact moment you want and kind of trim the ends off? Yeah. And then, like, you click a button and then it just, like, pop pops it over to a uh, cloud account or something and saves that uh-huh. little video. That's the future. I think that's ideal. Maybe someone, someone will yeah. get on that futuristic guy. Because that's, that's um, like, one of those things that I feel like is so cool about, uh, like, NVIDIA has this software uh, called Shadowplay. Yeah. And e- Xbox, I think, was kind of the first one to popularize it was they had xbox record that where it was always recording it had a looped recording of like five minutes and if you ever were in a video game or something and you got like that sweet sweet headshot like 360 no scope bro oh my (laughs) god um you could go instead of yelling mom get the camera you would yell xbox record that and it would just record the last five minutes of gameplay Ah. so then you could go in and like trim it down and like post it to yeah xbox.com or whatever um and then uh nvidia started doing that for pc gaming so it, i have it on my computer right now where it just constantly loop records um whatever my whatever's going on on my screen and then if like i'm playing a game or something and or even if i'm doing anything like i have it running all the time if i if something happens on my computer and i want to show somebody i don't, i can't be like ah oh, dang it i wasn't recording like i can just hit a, a hotkey and it'll save like the last five minutes of whatever was happening on my computer yeah it's super helpful i've used it like all the time um, and even when, like, even if you're not gaming and stuff, and even if you don't think you'll use it that often, like that moment when you wish you had it, like it's too late. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, well, I wish I had installed that. It's just like nice to have it there. And then you can be like, ah, oh, tap and just tap a key. And then it's like, you have it. Right. Saved. I know. It's true. And I feel the same way. And I get like hate for this sometimes, especially with Mike, who doesn't really understand it. It's very similar to you and I I get where he's coming from too in the sense of like why are you videoing this why are you taking a picture of this why can't you just remember it and it always be your memory and your memory but I personally have a terrible memory for things like that and also <laughs> like especially on vacations and stuff I always take videos during my vacations and then I put them together in like a compilation um or I try to you know and I yeah. I it is well, like he'll say, well, why do you do that? Why don't you just remember the vacation? And I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to vacations I've taken five or six years ago. I completely forget about things that happened or places that I went or whatever. But when I'm watching the video, I'm like, oh, yeah, I went there. That was so cool. Or Yeah, it's like uh, this weird like uh, inflow of nostalgia. It is. And um, but he specifically would say like the other day we were watching um, a video of Petra. Uh, it's a guy who actually recorded um, his entire walkthrough of the area and I think it's like a five hour video but um and anyway he he gets to like the structures and the the um carvings and stuff and he said and then Mike made a comment and said well yeah so if you were there why take a picture of it you could just look like nowadays there's no reason to take a video or a picture of anything because it's already online so if you ever really wanted to look at but I, I was saying but when you take a picture of it it's your perspective it's your memory it's like when you look back at that picture you know that was that was the time when I was there and it's just brings back 
the memories of that moment. Um, he could not understand like what I was trying to say. So <laughs> I was like, I guess it's just different strokes for different folks kind of thing. But I personally can't remember everything. To be fair, it is it is super cool that everything's like there's kind of a picture of everything and like especially like uh, Google Maps and Street View and stuff. It, there is stuff that like on the Oculus you can uh drop yourself in a location and like where they've done like 3d images or even like high resolution videos um like i was just in one of their like demos just on the dashboard um for oculus like i just clicked on it to like test out the resolution of video and stuff video playback and it was just like a little tour of paris yeah and it was so crazy to be like like i was in my room but suddenly i was in paris and i was like standing on the sidewalk and people were like walking around me and i was looking just like up at the notre dame uh what is the um building from the hunchback and the um the chapel or the uh um yeah yeah, that place (laughs) and uh it was super cool that to see it like yeah there all of a sudden and i was just like in my room and that's super cool but there is also an aspect to being that yeah. person, you know, and having your own personal experience, like the time I was there, like from my perspective, kind of like, right. Like, uh, yeah, you know, I was, memories. I was kind of making that argument too, because he's like, you don't really have to travel anywhere because you could just turn on the TV and look, watch it in 4k. And I was like, well, it's yes, that's really cool and everything. And I do go like when I'm doing my gym and stuff, I have the, the videos where you can follow the trails in different countries and do different hikes and stuff. And it's really cool. And I'm so glad they have that. But there's just some, there is a different element when you're there. And he's like, yeah, it's yeah. the annoyance of having to travel all the way there and all the people and like all the negative things. And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, there's that too. But one, it's like all he's saying is uh, correct, but it's also, <laughs> yeah, but there's, <laughs> it's just different when you're seeing. And also he was like, well, there's really no reason to take any photos because since 1950s they've been ha- they've had v- photos of all these places. But then again, I'm like, yes, but things change. Like if you take a picture of a building in 1950, it's not going to look the same in 2020 or 2022 or whatever. You know, like. But that's also cool that you can go back in time. Like, um, there's a website where you can like rewind Google Maps and like see an area like satellite satellite imaging yeah. from the beginning of satellite imaging up till now, like the current Google Maps like satellite imaging, and like literally see like cities expanding across the face of the earth and stuff. Yeah, that is so cool. I actually learned that from um the guy, the geo guy that I was watching. What's his name? Geo guesser or some guy? I don't know. Geo wizard. Mm-hmm. Because he was he's been doing these things where he looks back at photos and tries to find where the photo was. And they're like old, old oh, photos. Oh, God. So he, he not only geoguesses, but he geoguesses through yeah. time. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so I can just go into Google Earth or whatever and change. I think this guy slowly becomes a <laughs> Kind of, yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, I totally, I, I get, I there's only a few people that vlog that I watch, maybe like three total. And um, I've learned through them that it's, I kind of they even talk about it like how there's been times in their lives where they thought about giving up um vlogging and like it, it does become too much of their life sometimes and maybe they do it way more than they need to but they do right. always look back at the times where they were like they look at their old videos and are so grateful that they filmed during that time because they have that to go back to and look at it's it'll forever be there 
for them to, yeah. you know, and, and like for people who haven't done that, it's just not that it's lost in time, but the, the um, reality gets skewed over time. So your perception of what that time was like is probably different than what it really was like. And oh, yeah. so it's nice. And I mean, it's, it's just a weird, uh, like feeling like I, I have the uh, recordings of like my friends and I uh, playing game. It was just like some random game. Like we play games all the time and talk over games, but it was some random game from, I think it was like, I have one from Civ, um, Civ 6 like or Civ 5, like back when it first mm-hmm. came out. And it was, um, and we were just playing it to for fun and we we're just talking and it was like, it's like four hours of recording of us just like chatting and playing this game. And, you know, it's just the same conversations that we'd always have during, or like what you imagine. It's like, oh, I was talking about the same stuff I was always <laughs> talking about. But just to hear like literally the things we were talking and like what was going on in our lives and also like what we were saying to each other at the time, like even our verbiage has changed and like just the like kind of phrases that we use and like the kind of like uh, pop culture jokes <laughs> we'd make and like the you know, we might bring up something um, that like happened recently to us then, but like is some kind of like ancient memory to us now. And it's just like the weirdest feeling, like being able to jump back into that moment. And it's just like so oddly valuable, even though like I would say I'm a, the kind of person that would, that allows a moment to just live and not need to be mm-hmm. recorded. But I don't know, there's something to it to have yeah. that, that bit of nostalgia and be able to. Jump I know back. it is kind of like, what are what is really meant to be and obviously there's been many different periods of life and time where they never had that they just lived their life and never had any documentation of it um so i don't necessarily think it's necessary but like you said i think and i definitely don't think it has to happen all the time or you don't have to record 24 7 but capturing little moments throughout your you know life and time is it, like you said, it's so, it can be very valuable. And you don't necessarily have to share it online. But I personally, that's why I do stories on Instagram or I do um, videos on YouTube because it's just nice to have them right there. And I can always look back online. It's kind of a easy way to um, save it all in one place. Um, mm-hmm. So, but... And also, it's like kind of fun sometimes to have other people... Like, yeah, especially if... Like, like these conversations. Yeah. Not. Like, especially if um, there's other people in them where it's like, yeah, you guys can sh- see it too. It's it's the easy way to share it and all of that. Like the people that are in the family videos and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the few times that I've actually created videos, I've never, I've always been very um, grateful that I did that. I just wish I had the courage, I guess, to do it more often, like with the normal day to day. Because every time I do it, it's usually an event or a vacation or something not to say that that's bad but i do kind of miss out on those daily kind of normal experiences and like activities that happen that maybe aren't necessarily the coolest things but if you were to look back on it in 20 years it'd be valuable you know because there's been times where i've looked back at our family videos we don't have that many but there's there's a few where we're just hanging out at the house just playing around and doing nothing. And I love watching those videos because it shows kind of like a real interaction, a real day. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's like a slice yeah. of life. So not at, not like Super all cool. the time, but yeah, it's fun to do once in a while. That's why I want the... I got to prototype these You classes. got to. That's going to be your invention. That's going to be the next big thing. I got to do yeah. it. Like I know there are already smart glasses and some of them that have 
like uh cameras on them but i don't know why not is it a I wonder if it's like a, a if there's like a legal thing behind it. Yeah, like I'm sure. Like you can't record all the time. Let me think about that though. You can't record. Well, if you're in public, there's laws against. Yeah, in public, there's no laws against it. It would, I guess, be if you went onto a private property that said you can't record. Yeah. But then just like have a button to turn off. I don't know. I guess some people would forget, but then also, would it be that big of a deal? Like, how many people are going into like high security facilities that are gonna like be wearing? like all, all the time recording <laughs> glasses and not think about that like, like if you're the kind of person that has like a high security job or something like, you're gonna obviously have the presence of mind to. Like, well maybe it could be like the glasses themselves are obvious in terms of it's making it obvious to people that you're recording so it's not like a secret thing where i mean it'd be cool if it wasn't because then you don't want to be like a nerd walking around with yeah with big old, like, look i have a camera on my face but i mean um, like maybe Maybe. And then also there is kind of the thing where, like I said, it would shift the way people interact with you if they just were constantly aware of this camera pointing yeah. in your face, you know? Yeah. Like, Definitely for some kinda... people it would. But... So, oh, there was Snapchat glasses. I oh, yeah, I do. Those? They had like those vending machine glasses. Oh, maybe I can find one of those on like eBay. And oh, yeah. There has to be a reason why it went dead, though. I feel like... I, I I feel like it, I keep coming back to like legality or something. I guess maybe there might be incentive for people to use it like kind of like a spy cam and like maybe do like some yeah, stuff I'm with sure. it. But that's true. I but they they sell tons of like spy cams and stuff on like actually meant for that <laughs> stuff on uh at, like Amazon. Like you can go and get like little button cameras that are like the size of your yeah. pinky nail and like stick them anywhere. That, that's so I true. don't see why like the glasses would be a problem so maybe not i don't know that's weird yeah. maybe people just don't want to have to buy smart glasses maybe that's just or maybe they just it. weren't cool enough and like i said i thought the the snapchat ones look oh nice. really like, let me oh. uh, from my memory let me think i vaguely remember them being weird but maybe well yeah they were kind of like you know they're trying to be like chic and bold so they're kind of like a statement piece like so they're not gonna be like a casual thing you put on yeah. every day but um can you still buy them yeah they're kind of cool they're like not super normal looking like they are definitely like these are cameras uh but that i mean that's more to your point that it would telegraph that you're recording something but they look like normal glasses kind of i mean not like they're not like absurd they don't look like you're wearing some kind of like crazy uh like phone on your face kind of yeah like the spectacles too Nico, I think it's Nico or Nico. It says water resistant polarized camera glasses made by Snapchat, 60 frames per second. Oh, can HD. you buy these? Yeah, it's 200 bucks. Oh, what the heck? I mean, I don't know if Okay, these look insane though. Their latest or like whatever's on their front page looks crazy. Oh, I'm on Amazon, <laughs> so I don't know. Okay, the Spectacles Oh yeah, 3, I, I see that. their new one. They're Okay, the Spectacles 3 aren't so bad, but the what is this? <laughs> This is something crazy. They have their next generation of spectacles. That is, it looks, nobody's going to wear that. That's, we're getting back to Google Glass territory. <laughs> um, but dude, I could buy these spectacles. Th- how many are they? How much are they? 380 bucks. Oh, Jesus. Is this spectacles by Snapchat? Is um, that the one you're looking at? But it's 3D, really? Ooh. Two cameras, three dimensions, two HD cameras capture 3D photos and videos at 60 FPS, while four built-in microphones record immersive high-fidelity audio. Ooh, I love it. I love it. It's a thing. <laughs> oh, but it's $400. Jesus. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, 
That's a lot. But hey, when you're in, you're getting cutting edge technology. But see, you could create your own version and make it cheaper because you don't have the name brand, but it's still nice. And then you're... I mean, I'm... I'm guessing they did it. <laughs> the pricing is for a reason, but they they might uh, they might have monopolized the market though. Like they might have trademarked it or somehow, I don't know. But okay, okay. Um, why are there two? Here's here's my big what? thing. I gotta figure out the battery life because <laughs> if I'm gonna make con- continuous looped recordings, they gotta have some serious battery. Life. That's true. You'll have to get like a battery pack that is um wired to my head no but maybe um you know like okay so their battery uh is capture and sync up to seven videos per 70 bit videos per full charge oh do they have to be snapchat length oh god that's probably true what um it says 70 videos what is 70 though like 70 minutes oh fully okay fully fully recharges and charging case in 75 minutes so that's the time it takes to recharge that's not too bad for a recharge but for how long is it 70 70 minutes with a 75 oh, no, minute well it says time? it take they take 10 second videos oh come on so that's a minute <laughs> <laughs> that's 70 seconds is oh, no wait it's you said 10 seconds so 70 10 so it's 700 seconds um uh what's 700 divided by 60 uh it's, 11, it's 11, yeah, 11 minutes, minutes video. 11, 11 and a half minutes. And they're in 10-second increments. It's a dumb... <laughs> do they have to be by Snapchat? Like, look, Snapchat. I actually like Snapchat as a company. I think they do a lot of interesting stuff. But that's dumb. <laughs> Just have it record normal videos. I get that you want them to be posted to Snapchat, but, like, allow people to grab 10 seconds out of well, it. Well, that's what like, I mean. Like, the videos you seconds. can create your own version that can record longer. And maybe you can get some kind of, you know how... Um, they have those wireless chargers where you just lay the phone on top of it and it charges it. Mm, like the wireless Yeah. Okay. So maybe you get something like that, but um, but it, it magnetizes to the side of the glasses so you can still wear it while, and then you can just, well, I guess you could plug it in or stick it. I don't know. I guess that would, that wouldn't really solve the problem. Well, the, the, like if it, the mag charger would be better i guess because then it would be like if, if you tripped over it or something when you yank glasses off your face it would just disconnect yeah. the cable but I don't... in any case i don't i wouldn't want to normally like it's fine if that's an option to charge it that way but i would normally want to charge it like so i wouldn't expect people to charge it on you've got to be able to oh no you've got to what? what you do i've got it you make one of the or both no one of the um one of the what do you call them arms of the glasses like the little yeah, loop uh-huh. arm thing you make it detachable and that's the battery and you oh it that is genius so when one is when one is dying you just plop in the that is one. genius oh, and and you put a little tiny battery in the other one in the other ear uh, arm uh-huh. thing and you that one takes over while you're swapping them so it's never oh. 100% uptime the the feed never cuts out you have like Two minutes to swap out the battery. Oh my gosh, this would be so nice for streamers. Right? And also like... Right? Oh, and they could be like action cam too so that you can attach it. So it's like instead of wearing the... Because that GoPro on your head, it's really... You get headaches wearing that. Yeah, dude. This would be so much more economical. And then you could... uh, And easy to wear and like chill. And then you could just swap them out like like no business. That would be so So good. good. And you have to make it so that... Um, it goes from light to dark because 
you don't always want it to be shades. You kind of want to be able to see. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta have transition yeah. lenses. Or here's my. You what? know what you do? You make them. Uh, like I think most frame manufacturers, you will you can get like standard uh templates. So the it, it, you can essentially get like standard lenses and put them in your glasses. Like I think a lot of frame manufacturers just make like there's like standard sizes. Um like standard, standard templates for the cutout of the lens. And then you can just go to your favorite retailer of lenses and even get like prescription ones. And pop <gasps> yeah, them you're in. definitely going to need that because people aren't going to take off their their regular glasses. Oh my this God. is this, this is, is the future. future and you're on it. So what what what's your startup company? Can you pitch this to them and help them fund it? Like, will they fund it for you? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a cool startup name. Um, um, Ocula- Ocular. Vi- S- silica. O- what? Silica? silica yeah because it's like it's like silicone silicone valley but it's like silica like glass oh yeah yeah uh, how about that okay nice it's not, that's not bad right. cut this cut this from the podcast <laughs> let's start our startup now <laughs> let's let's cut it before we we got to patent it before the next let's next pitch month. it to elon musk or someone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll just fly. We I'll need a up. we need a fun. I'll find someone with a Tesla and I'll hit. There them we go. Button. Well, <laughs> I'll be like Elon Musk. Actually, actually, right now he's you. he's responding to every single person who who tweets him on Twitter. So every single one supposedly huh? that can't possibly work. But anyway, we do need we would need funding for this because it doesn't sound like it's a cheap venture. All right, I'll prototype it. I'll prototype it, and then we'll get pricing, and then we'll figure out if what kind of VCs we need. To Very cool. To. I'm on. I'm in for it, and then we'll make a Netflix series. <laughs> Silica, the Silicon Valley crusher. <laughs> the rise and the rise and fall, and then rise again. Have you been? I've I've been seeing this on YouTube a lot, like the rise and fall of like whatever. But it's always the rise and fall, and then rise again. Like they always. Oh, it's always it's. There's got to be ups and yeah. downs. You got to have the full wave. Nobody wants to do one bell curve. <laughs> they gotta. <laughs> you gotta have at least multiple yeah. highs. So anyway, that's... Lisa, we're going to ah, again. We well, because we never week. talk anymore. We always have to. And once, we... I know. Yeah, we once so we much. get, we're kind of slow in the beginning, and then once we get going, it's like, oh, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So <laughs> yeah, we'll have to pick this up again soon. Yes, stay tuned, audience. About our uh, news about our startup. That's right. Keep us keep keep the faith. Keep hey, just you know, if you if you we'll start a Patreon if we ever do launch this thing, and if you're excited about it, as excited as we are, <laughs> let's yeah. do it. Well, all right, cool. All about yeah. it. All right, guys. Remember our old tune. We'll be back soon. Hey, that's pretty hey, good. Thanks. And when we're in the distance, you'll hear this whisper tune. All right, so we gotta, we have to get a PCB manufacturer. We need to have a 3D printer for prototyping uh, frames. Then we need to contact um, like lens manufacturers to see if there's standard templates available. And then we need to get some video codec and streaming like hardware to and miniaturize. Hello, everybody.